Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You see him come off the line of scrimmage with that little hop step. Off the line of scrimmage. Release off the line of scrimmage. Nick to the face mask as he's coming off the line of scrimmage. Watch him just slow play this off the line of scrimmage. All the release off the line of scrimmage. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Episode 84 off the line fantasy football podcast. I am happy for this episode because. We are at the start of the season, man. Thursday night football, man. Tonight, week one, it gets off. It gets kicked off with the with the Kansas City Chiefs and Detroit Lions. Of course, I got the other host with me, Ike. How you doing today? How you feeling, man? It's it's the Randy Moss episode. It's the Randy Moss episode. It so is. Can't 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 be uh, more excited about it, man. Finally here. It's been a long wait, but uh, now now uh, it's time to put up or shut up. Let our players do the talking, all the drafts that we've done over the summer, Man. over the, even the early part of the spring. I remember, I think my my first draft, my first best ball draft was, I think, like right after the combine, like maybe the beginning of March. And then I just I just finished one last night and my last my, my last draft last night. So, um, yeah, it's finally it's been a journey. It's been a journey, but we're finally here. <laughs> Six months. The grind, man. The grind, man. It's like Thanos when he finally uh finally completed the snap, he just like he just now I can rest. He can he can he can rest on a on a grateful universe. Yes. Uh but I feel like I'm not done yet. I feel like I got some more got some more in me since that puppy four is not finished yet. That uh best ball mania is like at ninety nine point nine percent. So I was like, let me just you can slide me, up in there for a last for one more. One more that's ride. That's true. That's true. I'll be at I would be at fifty four. So I didn't get to the 150. I didn't have the <laughs> no. got caught got got caught in a hiccup, but I'm gonna see if I can see how many puppy fours I can get. So yep. we'll see about that. Um yeah, man. What we want to talk about. So we got some news. The first thing, of course, is the Kelsey, his his hyperextended knee. Um I know this is a blow for a lot of people that drafted him in the first round. With their fourth pick, fifth pick, sixth pick, seventh pick, wherever they picked in that first round, I know they heard him. It's a 34-year-old tight end, somebody that we high, hold highly regarded, and that's, I mean, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt your roster. I don't know. A lot of people keep saying, "Oh no, you'd be fine," this and that. Yeah, I mean, he's again, he's a first-round pick, so it's it's going to hurt your fourth, your your, your fifth, sixth, or seventh uh, overall selection. In a lot of cases, you probably didn't draft another tight end behind him, and so you're gonna have to scour the waiver wire before week one to see if there if there's anybody you know available and you know there's there's some you know decent streaming options i'm sure 
right? You probably have like Hunter Henry or Luke Musgrave, maybe, you know, some, some, somebody along those lines that may be available, but yeah, you're, you're, you're hurting, you're hurting. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what 16, 17 point average. And now you got, you're going to get what half of that maybe. So when you could have put that on a wide receiver or running back, so just the, you know, the roster construction is already jacked up from there. So good luck. Hopefully he comes back soon. Um, hopefully this is not the start of the end. I know we've been waiting for the end for somebody like him. We keep telling ourselves we can't last forever, but here we are. He's still still doing it at 34, but hopefully he comes back quick. I know y'all's uh, rosters are going to need it. Um, so is, is Noah Gray, is, real quick, is Noah Gray worth a look? And... Uh, I mean, so if you place Dynasty, yeah, okay. Um, redraft, yeah. redraft, nah, bro. I need. <laughs> you can pick them up and maybe stash them and see what happens. If Kelsey yes, misses yeah. more time, then yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I I picked him up in the league because I had a I had a I had a roster spot open, so I just went ahead and just stashed him on my bench to see what happens. I know I, you picked him up. Was that the uh, same league that we're in? You picked him up because. <laughs> No, I mean, like, I literally saw the news and I was like, oh, shit, let me go ahead and uh, <laughs> let me go ahead and, and get them. <laughs> let me go ahead and just I'm laughing because I'm laughing for the people who listen. I'm laughing because in a, in one of the leagues that me and Ike are in, he picked him up. He for damn sure didn't need him, but he just did it out of spite so he could block somebody else, which is. No, of, I, it wasn't even out of spite. I didn't have a backup. Uh, tight end. I just well, had a, regardless uh, of the fact, because it's you. And because of the because uh, that's that's family of the other person that that probably needed him, he's probably like, oh man, he did that on purpose. But you know, that's all part of fantasy, man. That's part of the game. So gotta be, gotta be quicker than that. Cooper Cup injury, his hamstring. What do you think about that? He, I mean, he went to Minnesota to to get it checked out for a while, like a week, and then McVay finally said, oh yeah, he's gonna be out for week one. So what, what's your thoughts about that? Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, you know. Because you don't like to see these hamstring injuries before the season, but um, you know, unfortunately, I had I had a you know a decent amount of exposure to him in best ball, unfortunately, and so that that'll that'll be unfortunate again. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but I mean, it it is what it is. Hopefully, he he misses a couple of games. Although I did hear Sean McVay say that he may place him on IR, so that you know rules him out for a minimum of four games, which means guys like Van Jefferson. Uh, Tyler Higby, uh, Puka Nakua, and you know an underrated guy that people aren't talking about is Tutu Atwell. Tutu Atwell saw a lot of playing, saw some decent playing time last year towards the end when Rams had all those injuries. So he may actually factor in, and a lot of people are going after Puka, which is great. But you know Tutu Atwell could could factor in somehow, some way. But I think this benefits uh, for sure Tyler Higby because you know we've seen him command a lot of targets. And mm-hmm. uh, and Van Jefferson to you know stretch the field a little bit. Hey, don't uh, forget about my boy Demarcus Rob- Robinson, man. Huh? <laughs> I I beg your pardon. <laughs> oh man, I had to throw that one in there. Yeah, nobody really cares, but I mean, I I think on the depth chart he's the wide receiver three, but I'm not sure how much I'm going to look into that. So, um. Packers wide receivers, they also got some hamstring issues with uh, Christian Watson and uh, Romeo Dobbs. So, uh, you know, giddy up Jaden Reed if if both of them can't go. And uh, it should be interesting for Jordan Jordan Love's first game of this 2023 season to see how that pans out for him. If he's missing both of those, then I just imagine we'll see a lot of 
uh, Musgrave because they've been hyping him up uh, in terms of him you know, being one of their favorite targets. And then probably Aaron, Aaron Jones, somebody that you know people are not really talking about. But again, this is somebody that can that can be deployed as a pass catching weapon now from the backfield. So. And we saw no Aaron Jones in the preseason. We saw the other starters. We saw every other Packers skill guy starter except Aaron Jones. We saw like maybe one snap. I think he played like one snap or two snaps total in the preseason, and he just got up out of there. So they're yeah. so I, I think they're gearing him up for a for a massive workload. That's what that tells me. We saw we saw AJ Dillon play. We saw basically again we saw everybody play except Aaron Jones. So I think they're mm-hmm. gearing him up for a massive workload because I think they may look to move off of him after the season. Because so I think he took a either he took a pay cut or he restructured his deal this offseason. He restructured. He restructured. He restructured. So I think mm-hmm. this is his last year in Green Bay. So they're gonna ride ride to the ride him off to the sunset. Yep. Yep. Him and uh Dylan, because I think Dylan's deal, I want to say his is up after this year also, but um he's yeah, a twenty twenty he was drafted in twenty twenty one? Twenty twenty draft, twenty twenty one draft. Yeah, yeah, I think that sounds right. But yeah, regardless, and this is his last rodeo, so I, I, I hope for the amount of exposure I have him in that they, you know, use use him up to his fullest capabilities. My my fantasy rosters would definitely love that. How many? How much Aaron Jones have you drafted in, in redraft so far? In redraft, uh, how I many? I think I only got two shares in redraft out of the the seven leagues I'm in. Um, no, yeah, every I think, time I, I think, him, I'm in I think well. you kept grabbing him. I think yeah. one of the leagues you grabbed, you kept him in our keeper league, and then there was another league I'm in. Somebody, somebody grabbed him before I could, but yeah, I think I'm in. I think I have him in two leagues myself. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I I haven't been able to to, to snag much of them, unfortunately, but um, but I still I'm still a believer. I, I have plenty of exposure on underdog. I think I'm over twenty percent on underdog. And so it's it's wheels up. It's wheels up until it's not. Yeah. Yep, basically. Yeah. All right. So let's get to the meat of the show. Of course, we're talking about week one. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of games, a lot of divisional games, surprisingly, this uh, week one, which is the which is a reason why we see a lot of low totals, which is unusual for a week one. man. like I think we only outside of the Thursday night game, which is a what 50 drop to a what 51 point and a half. Uh, 50, it was like under. 52 and a half. Oh, it's uh, dropped. Yeah, it dropped. It was 53 before the Kelsey news, and then it's dropped to 51. But I think the only other game that's over 50 is the is the uh, Miami and and uh, Chargers game. Outside of that, everybody's in what mid 45s, low 45s. I mean, we even got a 39. Um, so the the, Pan- be... the Panthers Falcons is 39, mm-hmm. which I think they're going to go over that pretty easily. In my you opinion. think? Yeah, mm-hmm. both defenses okay. are bad, you know. And then there's there's some there's some there's some weapons on each on either side. Um, yeah. So uh, this is the debut of, of B. John Robinson and that Panthers that Panthers. I mean, you know, the Panthers defense overall was, was was pretty good, especially against the run. But against the pass, they they weren't that great. No. And so if Desmond Ritter can show something, he's got some pass catching weapons. He's got Drake London. He's got Kyle Pitts. B. John can be deployed as a pass catcher. And so there's there's opportunity for the Falcons uh, to, yeah. to score some points in that game. That's true, and with probably no Brian Burns if he don't get no contract, so mm-hmm. could be open season for real. Mm-hmm. All right, what's up, everybody? It's Ike from Off the Line Fantasy Football. I'm excited to announce that Destination Devi is partnering with Underdog Fantasy for the 2023 season. 
There's no better way to put your skills to the test against me and other top fantasy football analysts this offseason. But here's the best part. If you use promo code OTLFF when signing up, you'll get a 100% deposit match of up to $100. And if you deposit $10, you'll get access to strategize with us in the Destination Devi Discord. Now, why is this important? You get additional stats, additional tips, and much more to dominate your drafts. And plus, and you know, we got all the information. We got all of the EDU for you. So what are you waiting for? Head over to underdogfantasy.com, sign up, and let's make this season one for the books. That's kind of like a prelude to what we want to talk about. You know, just some burning questions for, for week one, just, you know, just to get your minds going in terms of you know, players that we are interested in for a fantasy perspective and if you know if you want to start them or not, honestly. So I which where, where do you want to start at first? Let's start with the Bills Jets game. So the, the first question we want to ask is the, the Jets backfield. How how are we handling them? Or can we start both Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall in week one? What do you what are your thoughts? It's tr- it's tricky, man, because like they're both good. I mean we've talked it we talked about the Brees Hall, you know, tearing his ACL. I know how people should know by now how we feel about in terms of draft. When we went through the draft process of even drafting him, we kind of stayed away because of, you know, generally just just doesn't work out well for a first year player coming back from a, from a torn knee, whatever, uh, for a running back. So, but I mean, it looks like he's he's ready to go. Uh, but the coaching staff has talked about how you know they're he's ready, but. We need to ease them in. And then you also got Dalvin Cook, who hasn't really done anything in the offseason because of the surgery he had. But, I mean, he should be fresh, ready to go. In terms of starting both of them, I would lean towards Dalvin. I could probably, I could stomach starting him. I don't know if I could start Brees because they, they came out and said that they were going to limit him there, um, early. So, for me, I don't think I could chance it, even if I'm sure people – Still drafted him in the second round or third round. I understand that's a high pick for him, but like again, the coaching staff is telling you like, "Hey, we're going to limit him." So I'm not sure what that looks like, but Dalvin Cook is more than capable of taking uh, more than the lion's share of touches in the backfield. Yeah, and, and Robert Sala said that he's going to be smart with both of them, and their roles are pretty, it, at least from the surface, it seems like it's it's pretty unclear. But my best guess is that it's going to be Dalvin to start things off, and they'll probably de- deploy Brees Hall on third downs, maybe in the red zone, just just to kind of get his feet wet, just to kind of get things to kind of get his engine revved up a little bit. But I, if if anything, like Brees Hall has the upside, he has you know, RB one overall um, on the week upside, and he can take any you know any you know swing pass to the house, any run to the house. Like he is, he's still that. I think he could still be that guy, but. Week one, this early in the season, he's probably best as like a, as as a flex. If you have multiple flex positions, and if you play in a league with multiple flex positions, like two like leagues that were in together, he could be your second flex, right? Um, so like I, I think that'll be the, the, his his best bet. Dalvin Cook, you can probably be comfortable flexing him because I think he's gonna see you know most of the early down work. And he'll have more, he'll have more opportunity uh, than Brees Hall. So I think both of them at best are, are flex, are flexes in week one. And it's a tough matchup, right? They play in Buffalo, and the forecast is calling for rain. 
So it's mm-hmm. gonna be it's not gonna be the best weather and the best weather uh, conditions yeah. out there. So. And then uh, then you also got to factor in they still got um, Michael Carter in the backfield. He could do third down for sure. I don't know if they're gonna have four running backs active. They still got uh, Israel Abendakanda. That was pretty good in the preseason. I don't know how they're gonna handle that. So it, it just matters when we see the 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 start and you know the players that get uh, inactive on on Monday. So we'll see. And then also keep in mind also that Jets all line is didn't didn't look that good in preseason. So you also got to factor that in too. So should be very interesting to see how how that shakes out for sure this this first week. But I think you're right. If you're gonna play them, it, it, it would need to be a flex. Um, yeah. But if you have other options, then I wouldn't blame you. All right. So I wanted to talk about the Jags and Colts. You know, over under a 45, Jags are favored by five. Another divisional game, uh, a game that obviously they the Jags should win. Vegas thinks they should win easy. Uh, the Colts O-line doesn't really look that good. Running back room in shambles. But we got our boy A. Rich. He is the starter. What do you think about his outlook for week one? Do you think he is startable in lineups this week? Yeah, I mean, I think a guy with his, you know, his rushing ability we saw in the preseason, you know, how kind of a glimpse of how they're going to be, he's he's going to be used. There's going to be opportunities where he's going to be able to scramble. There's going to be RPOs. They're going to be very, very smart with him. But, you know, he can he can escape the pocket. He can avoid sacks. That's one thing that he's done pretty well, um, even in the preseason and even in college. He's able to he's been able to avoid sacks pretty well. So um, I, I think since they're going to be trailing, I mean, they're. If they're in, if they're in, I think they're in. They're five point home underdogs, correct? So yeah, they're going to be um, at home, potentially trailing, negative game scripts. Uh, he's going to have to throw a little bit more, and there's going to be more scramble opportunities. So I think that's kind of how he's going to be used. And you know, a guy, the, he's only the most athletic quarterback of all time. He's going to be, <laughs> he's going to be running for his life back there. So I, I think he's he's. Definitely worth uh, starting uh, in lineups. It's tr- it's tricky, man. It's tricky. It's tricky for me because I know he has the ability to be a top twelve quarterback any week just because of his athletic ability. But um, like I said, that O line is not really going to be is really not that good. Um, the running backs, I don't know who 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 you going to trust. Uh, with the rookie quarterback and 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 then there's data out there in terms of you know rookie quarterbacks with pass catchers usually you're there's percent you're you're just gonna you know there's gonna be uh production uh you know slide down because of you working with a rookie quarterback so it I, it might be a tough first week honestly but we've seen we've seen Shane Steichen work with with Hertz you know last year and the year before so. I mean, if you're gonna start him, then you then you have trust in the old the OC and the head coach in terms of you know scheming him up, you know getting him um, in position to you know make plays and you know put fantasy points on your roster. So and also if you have a rich, you had to have drafted another quarterback just in case. I, I mean, we talked about this yeah uh, a few times that if you took a chance on drafting a rich, then you probably drafted a second quarterback. Um, so I would weigh, I would definitely weigh whose matchup is better. Um, and if you really trust, if you trust that he can go out and ball, then put him in. So, yeah. And I think, uh, and also 
we have to remember that Shane Steichen actually worked with uh, other quarterbacks um, to help them be successful as well. I'm trying to remember uh, what where where else he, he was at. Oh, with Justin Herbert. He was with Justin Herbert. Um, oh, yeah, 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 rookie yeah. Year. So rookie Justin yeah, Herbert, yep. Jalen Hurts, and now he's got Shane Steichen. So he can he can yeah. he make it three for three for quarterbacks that he's you know helped um, you know uh, develop. So yeah. I, I think I think I think A. Rich is in a pretty decent position in terms of his development. Uh, obviously, the Jonathan Taylor thing doesn't help thing, help matters. Um, mm-hmm. So that that's that's one thing to monitor, and that's that's the other side of this, right? Is like how is that backfield um, going to be deployed? I mean, you have Deion Jackson, you have Evan Hall, you have Zach Moss practicing in a limited capacity. Um, so I, I think. As of, as it stands right now, it's probably going to be a, a committee. I think that's what most of the beat writers have alluded to. It's going to be a committee between uh, Deion Jackson and, and Zach Moss, or Deion Jackson and Evan Hall with Zach Moss getting goal line uh, carries or red zone work or, or whatever the case is. It's it's just a mess. But um, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, either last week or week before, I'd probably rank, rank them. Dion Jackson, Evan Hull, and then and then Zach Moss because the because Dion Jackson is 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 the pass catcher and he's versatile, um, and he he's been the over the overall RB one you know once in his career you know if you, if you go back to last year when he had that ten catch game he was the overall RB one on the week so he has that kind of potential um, in, in a given week if he if he gets you know opportunities I'm not saying that's you know copy and paste that production you know through however however long it, it lasts but um we've seen him do that before so that's the guy that i'm probably going to be more confident in than the others because we haven't seen much we haven't seen that kind of upside from zach moss and and evan holds a rookie although he's he's pretty decent as a pass catcher as well so um that that's just my best guess on how it's going to be deployed my guess is if if everybody's healthy i actually think is zach moss is like the the guy that they trust is, you know, the first and second down, you know, carries, even though he's really not that good, he's a plotter. But if you look at how he, how Philly deployed their running backs, he would fit the mold of the person that take the first and second down carries. He's a big guy that can take some bruisings. And then in terms of third down or when you're in long and down and distance, then they'll figure it out between Deion Jackson and, and Evan Hall, honestly. So. Any any way it goes, it's a big mess. I don't want any parts of it when, when, when Zach Moss comes back, probably week two or week three. So, yeah, best guess he's probably he he may. I mean, he's he's really fifty fifty to play week one. I mean, even though he is practicing right now, but um, yeah, it, it's it's something I'm I'm trying to avoid. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. 
Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah. So, so the next question uh, that we want to discuss is we want to go to the Baltimore-Houston game. Uh, Baltimore is a 10-point favorite at home, uh, over under 40, 44, 43 and a half, 44. And so the biggest question here, the Baltimore Ravens wide receivers have not seen them play together once because they're all pretty new, um, with the exception of Rashad Bateman. But first-round rookie today, Zay Flowers, and Odell Beckham signed in free agency, giving Lamar Jackson his best, you know, his best pass-catching group uh, that he's had in his career. So I guess the biggest question is, like, how are these um, wide receivers going to be deployed? And which ones are you trusting in your lineups this week? This is literally, like, top two trickiest questions for the week for sure because, like you said, we didn't see none of these guys really – I mean, they didn't play together. None of these guys played together. And then we're, we didn't even talk about uh, Andrew's pretty much going to be ready to go this week too. So – yeah. Um, Andrews aside, we're just talking about the wide receivers here. Yeah, but I mean, you named the starters. You named those are the starters. You got you got Bateman outside. You got OBJ outside, and you got Flowers in the in the slot. Although, <laughs> although in the preseasons, Flowers didn't really play that much slot. He played mostly on the outside. Yeah, which is which is interesting because I know a lot of people, a lot of football people that on podcasts have talked about, you know, Flowers is going to be mainly the slot guy, but. In college, he was he not a slot guy. He was outside. He was, yeah, he wasn't a slot guy. He was outside. Yeah, he wasn't a slot guy. It was Bateman that was uh, was uh, uh, more of a slot guy. But we saw uh, also we saw OBJ play slot a lot when he was with the Rams. So it's, it's interesting. I mean, obviously they're gonna move all three of them, but which which one am I going to trust the most? Um, logically, I'm gonna pick the one that's the highest paid, <laughs> which is OBJ. That's the one that was recruited by. By uh by Lamar, so I wanna I wanna lean I wanna lean uh OBJ here for at least this first week just to see how it goes. But playing Houston, man, like I know Houston's revamped their defense, but they're a ten point favorite. So yeah, but you know I, I will say this: their Houston's secondary and they're, they're, it was hard to pass against them last year. They it were was. actually pretty decent against the pass. They were dreadful okay. against the run. They gave up the most uh the most you know fantasy points to running backs last year and yep. we'll, we'll we'll talk to, we'll talk about that um simple fact a little bit later in the show but yeah man i i, I see them doing a lot of running but just go, going back to the wide receivers man i i, I think for me i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be rashad bateman i, I think it's gonna be rashad bateman because that's your guy man i knew he, it. he had he had he's he's still the first round pick between two you know two years ago obviously zay flowers is the first round pick but and he's been electric in camp, but Rashad Bateman is the guy that they've been wanting to get going. They've been wanting him to bounce back, and you know he's 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 had the he's had the injuries, and they've been really high on him, and they they really really want him to to get back to form, and to get back to that form that we saw the first couple of weeks of 2022, where he was you know getting those big plays. You know he had the 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 50 yard bomb, and then they had the 75 yard slant that he. I didn't even know he had that kind of speed, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so if we can if we can get that version of Rashad Bateman, that that is that is the guy that I'm going to be looking forward uh, the most. But I, but I think when it's all said and done at the end of the season, though, it's going to be Zay Flowers because his because the the way that he's looked in in preseason is man, it's it's been amazing. He's been he he's been getting rave reviews and he's been the talk of camp. And so, uh, but I think this first week, I think. 
it's it's going to be Rashad Bateman. But then as as the season goes on, we'll eventually start seeing uh, Zay Flowers. This is this may have this has a chance, provided they stay healthy, has a chance to be a pretty prolific pass offense, especially with the new offensive coordinator, uh, Todd Munkin. So mm-hmm. it, it's they they have the potential. They just need to stay healthy. Health is their biggest issue. Health is their yeah. Issue by far. I was I was about to say Not talent. Too. It's health. Yeah, because. Two of these guys haven't shown to stay healthy the la- at least the last three years. So, um, so week one, if if you're an owner, you can tr- you you can trust that you can start all three of these guys in. Is what you're saying? Uh, in some in some way, shape, or form. I mean, I OBJ is kind of a, it's kind of a wild card for me, mm-hmm. um, but. I, I would definitely, I would definitely flex out Rashad Bateman and flex out Zay Flowers, but I, I'm just, I'm a little iffy on OBJ, a little iffy. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. So this next game, I know you're gonna want to talk about Green Bay versus Chicago, another divisional game, over under 42, a little low. Chicago favored by one, which is interesting. Bears got new offense. Because they added, uh, you know, they added your favorite guy, DJ Moore. Uh, you know, this year is bit is is a very pivotal year for Justin Fields. Is either you get your extension or you're going to be looking to get replaced because Chicago has two first round picks. So there's no in between. Uh, nope, 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 nope. Because this this regime did not pick you, guy. So they improved the offensive line. Uh, I know they got a couple injuries on the offensive line, but they did spend some money on, you know, improving that. So my question, do you think, can this offense get off to a fast start? Uh, I think they can. I think they can. Uh, you know, again, you know, they, they have more weapons now. Uh, they have they have an improved offensive line, and they've shown a commitment to surround fields with as much talent as possible. Um, they even drafted a pass-catching back. Uh, and that can break tackles and Roshan Johnson and I think in the third or fourth round uh, in this past draft. So there's they're they're going to pass the ball uh, a lot more this year. They're I, I find it hard to believe that they're gonna <laughs> pass for 377 <laughs> pass attempts again <laughs> in 2023. That 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 that's literally absurd. Um, and they had and they had to run the ball as much as they did because they didn't have anybody to throw the ball to. So I think this year a lot different, um, a lot different, a lot. We've already seen we've already seen some big plays from that Bears offense um, so far in the preseason. DJ Moore and Justin Fields are they've connected for some long plays already. Uh, I think uh, DJ Moore has like two catches for like 105 yards and, and a touchdown in the preseason. Uh, I, I, obviously, it's preseason, but still, uh, a lot of yak. He, he's just going to make that offense a lot more electric. He's they're going to move him around, make it more dynamic, make them harder to defend. So I think they can get off get off to a fast start. And Green Bay, I mean, they they seem to be like they seem to be in a a team in, in transition potentially. I mean, their defense is I think their defense is still decent, but um, but but I think Chicago's offense is is gonna is gonna come out to make a statement. And Vegas is favoring them for a reason uh, in, in Week One. So I, I think this is this is the the Bears' offense uh, their opportunity to get off to a fast start and to to, to show. To, to basically show everybody that they're 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 trying to take that next step. They're trying to take that leap. 
Yeah, it should be interesting, you know. Um, you know, minus one at home. So Vegas actually doesn't really have that much faith in them. Well, that's true. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. Because because three it's three points is home field. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they yeah, actually I, think the green they actually think Green Bay is the better team. So never so Yeah. But yeah. the juice is, You're right. I mean, the juice is you know, is minus is minus one twelve for plus one for Green Bay. So they do think Green Bay is better, but you no, know, barely. They I mean it's pretty much even like so neutral field might be even or yeah, or Green Bay a little bit Bay, on their yeah. end. Yeah, you know, um, I'm hope I'm I'm really hoping that Justin Fields no no shows out, man. I'm, uh, the potential's there. Um, the potential's there. You know, you got you got some you got some decent running backs. Uh, you got a, a number one wide receiver that's hungry to do something. Uh, just like I said. Uh, at the beginning of this, this is really put up, put up or shut up, man. So, I'm I'm hopeful. It's it is going to be a tough test week one. Um, Green Bay's defense is pretty decent, and it's a divisional game. So, uh, but you know, over the course of the season, I'm hoping, you know, I'm really hoping for this offense to really, you know, boom and don't have to rely on him running over a thousand yards and you know throwing like three hundred times. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. So the next the next game or the next situation I want to talk about. Well, the next game I want to talk about is the San Francisco at Pittsburgh game. Uh, and that San Francisco, their two and a half point road favorites over under is 41. So a couple a couple elements here that I want to discuss. Uh, we saw we saw the sensation that was Brock Purdy in you know at the end of 2022, you know, having having all that success and you know, the 49ers were scoring all these points. A lot of people were saying because it was Brock Purdy, but Obviously, if you look at the advanced metrics, he was no better than Jimmy G, and he was actually worse than Jimmy G in some efficiency metrics and some efficiency categories. But they they just had a full, you know, allotment of weapons. You know, everybody was healthy for one of the first uh, times uh, yeah. in, in the in the Shanahan era. So, I guess my question here is like, what do you expect to see out of Brock Purdy on the road in Week One at Pittsburgh? Um, and, you know, uh, against Mike Tomlin and that defense, you know, headed by, you know, T.J. Watt and uh, Minka Fitzpatrick and all those guys. It's going to be tough, man. Like that San Francisco offensive line is not that good. Um, I did see that George George Kittle did practice today. Um, they're going to need him if he can't play because they're going to need him to block. Because that front, that front seven, that group of seven in the front is uh, it, it it can get spicy for for any offensive uh, line group for sure, and then obviously they got you know the, the back end is is pretty straight I think with you know, Patrick Peterson, Minka Fitzpatrick, and them guys. So, um, you know, Purdy better check off whatever rest that he didn't didn't have um, much reps in terms of playing in preseason. Hopefully, he got those out because it could be pretty it could be pretty tough. Um, yeah, you know, going for that first game of the season, but. I mean, like you said, they do got weapons, man. So if he can get it, if he can get it to him, then uh, he can he can be all right for sure. Yeah, and I think the and then just on the other side of this, there's the the Steelers' offense. They've been pretty hyped in the preseason. They've looked damn near unstoppable. You know, Kenny Pickett has looked phenomenal. George Pickens, uh, Deontay Johnson, the running backs, they've all looked great. Um, but their fate, their the Forty ers defense, nothing to play with, right? Nothing to play with. Probably one of the you know a top five, a top five uh, defense in terms of DVOA uh, last year, 
through the air and through the uh, on the ground. So they were hard to move the ball against last year, and it may be you know a similar situation this year. And so with that, like, what do you expect to see out of the, out of the Steelers' offense, and can they, you know, can they do, do some damage against this 49ers defense? Um. I mean, they could, they could, they got to, they got to hold on um, against that D line. Uh, we did see jo- uh, Joey Bosa get get that the big, 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 big money extension. So he, he's probably gonna Nick play. Bosa. Nick Bosa. Yeah, yeah. Nick Bosa is probably gonna play. So, um, I mean, the Steelers' offense is gonna have their hands full, also trying to, you know, protect their quarterback. Uh, but I think uh, they got enough weapons. To to really do something, you know, you got you got Najee Harris that can, you know, take some hits. Um, you got Jalen Warren who was the better running back last year, the second half of the season. You know, dispel him. Uh, everybody's expecting a, some kind of big breakout for George Pickens. They got our boy uh, Deontay, who's gonna I think who's gonna have, uh, you know, regression, positive regression. So I expect him to to do some damage. Uh, and then they got old man Al, uh, Allen Robinson in the slot, so they're set up. And then they got you know Pat Firemuth, so they're set up to, you know, to to really you know make do some damage against defenses. I think it's just going to be important if they can if they can protect Kenny Pickett, since they they think that he's he's ready to make that ne- that that next jump in second year in the NFL. Yeah, and they improved they improved the offensive line um, in the offseason yep. and. Uh, I think they're they're gonna they're gonna at least try to test them first in the run game, and I think um, the, the the another another I guess another storyline to watch is how they're gonna deploy the running backs. You know, is is Najee Harris gonna get all the volume like he's been getting the last couple of years, or are are they gonna move closer and closer um, to a fifty fifty split? As you know, a lot of beat writers have kind of alluded to over the you know throughout the off season or throughout you know the summer and training camp, it's because of you know Jalen Warren's. You know, stellar play, you know, towards the back half of last year and training camp. And we saw him rip off that 62 yard run against the Bills in the preseason a couple of weeks ago. So there's there's a lot of, uh, you know, up, there's there's an upward trajectory um, that we're seeing for Jalen Warren. So th- I, I'm curious to see, like, how how they deployed both of these guys out of the gate. And, you know, I, I think what, when it's all said and done, there, it may be at, you know, at worst a 50 50 split. Um, by the end of the season, uh, but we'll we'll see how we'll see how uh, you know week one uh, you know, plays out. Yeah, I think people might be surprised about this first week just because San Francisco's run defense was the best in the league and it wasn't close. But you can throw on them. Yeah. Uh, I know Najee Harris can catch the ball, but like we said, the second half of the season, we did see Jalen Warren out there for those you know this long down distance um, uh, situation. So. It's going to be interesting for sure. So uh, I think that's it for the burning questions we got for week one. So let's go ahead and talk about some some favorable and unfavorable matches that we think for this week. The first one we've already kind of touched on at the, uh, towards the beginning with the Ravens running backs versus the Texans. Uh, the, the the Texans defense was remade with with. Uh, with, with, you know, with the new uh, staff that they brought in. Um, but they did give up the most rush yards last year and the second most yards per carry and the, the second most uh, fantasy points to running backs uh, with their pass defense being also 22nd in DVOA. Uh, so it should be interesting to see what happens here. Like 
Ike said towards the beginning that this defense secondary wise was pretty tough to pass against, but you could gash them on the ground, like I just said. So I know uh, we'll be looking to, you know, start J.K. Dobbins with with no no qualms um, against this defense for sure, especially with being favored by 10 points. Yeah, fire him up. Fire J.K. Dobbins up everywhere in, D- in DFS. Again, I know the I know the Texans, they tried to, you know, improve their defense, but they were still the worst. They were still the worst um, last year, depending on the run. And they still have they still have a date in week 15 and week 17 with Derrick Henry. They'll still be they'll still get smashed. And so uh, but that that's then. But this is now <laughs> uh, J.K. Dobbins that running that uh, even Lamar Jackson as well. Like, you know, there's going to be some 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 read option opportunities, wide wide running lanes for for Lamar Jackson uh, to, to run through as well. So. This is a a smash spot for that Ravens rushing attack uh, in week one. And they're and then 10 point favorites. So it's going to be a positive game script uh, for all intents and purposes. And so they're going to be running and running and running. And, you know, Gus Edwards, he could be, a, a, you know, kind of a sneaky, you know, DFS, uh, DFS play on, on, on the back end as well. I mean, he could be a, like a kind of like a cheap, a cheap fill in. If you've, you know, overspent in other positions, you can just, you know, add Gus Edwards in because of, you know, who, what, because of the opponents that they have. Yep. Um, the next game uh, that we got is uh, Chris Godwin and, and Mike Evans versus that Viking secondary. Another secondary that was not good last year at all. Gave up the most receiving yards, second most fancy points to the slot, fifth most fancy points to the outside wide receivers, and 25th in uh, de- defensive DVOA. So, and uh, I believe they lost what three, four corners, three. Three start their starting corners, and now they're starting like a second year rookie, and you know some free agents they picked up. So they're hoping that it's better, but I don't think we're gonna see much difference um, with this with the secondary for sure. This defense overall, but the secondary specifically. Yeah, yeah. So the Vikings they lost four they lost four corners last year: Patrick Peterson, uh, Chandon Sullivan, Cam Dancer, and Duke Shelley. And then they replaced replaced them with uh, I think Byron Murphy came over from the Cardinals. So. Yeah, um, that that, you know, air quotes helps a little bit. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's going to be mostly, you know, mostly in the slot um, mm-hmm. in, in, in nickel formations. Um, so he'll see a lot of Chris Godwin. But I think Chris Godwin is, can easily beat that matchup. And uh, even even in times where he's not going to be matched up against Chris Godwin. I mean, who else can the Vikings, you know, throw out there to cover those two uh, elite wide receivers? So it's it's going to be and the, the fact that the Vikings are six point favorites is ridiculous because that because the, their their secondary is is that bad like there's there's just no way that i i would trust the minnesota vikings to cover six points uh, i guess i don't i don't care if there's no tom brady on the other side there's still a lot of talent um, on the bucks especially on especially on offense you know they have those two elite receivers shot white's talented talented as a pass catcher backup running back with uh sean tucker i mean he he's got uh he's got some speed uh to him uh, Kate Otten's not a bad tight end, so there's there's and then Trey Palmer in the slot, third the third receiver. He has four three speed, so imagine him, you know, getting you know taking the top off of the defense. And I know Baker Mayfield's a quarterback, but we've seen that Baker Mayfield be serviceable, right? Mm-hmm. He, he hasn't been uh you know a bum for for his entire career, so there's been fl- <laughs> there's been flashes where he's been okay, and so I think this this is a this is shaping up to be a very very good. Um, smash spot for the for the um, for the for the Bucks wide receivers. 
Yeah, I think this this spot could be a low key, you know, DFS fantasy heaven type of game right here because that Vikings offense we don't even need to speak on what they got over there. But this I don't the second this Vikings defense is not good. So yeah, they must unless they just think you know Baker is just like a dead arm. Then I don't get I don't get the the spread at all either. But Vegas knows more than me, so I'm not even <laughs> questioning. <it. laughs> yeah. All right, so let's let's just round it out with the last couple of uh, favorable matchups. We got, you know, the Saints wide receivers versus the Titans. The Titans gave up the most points to the wide receiver in 2022, and they're still going to be bad this year. Um, the Saints, they got a quarterback upgrade with Derek Carr. Um, there's going to be a lot of chances to take down the field. And since there's no Alvin Kamara for three weeks, that means more targets for Olave, more targets for Michael Thomas, uh, more targets for Jawan Johnson, more targets for Rashid Shahid. And so that's... That is a that is another smash spot, and they're going to be indoors. And the Saints are three point favorites. So, um, the, the the first game of the season in New Orleans usually rocking. Usually points mm. usually points are going to be scored. So, looking forward to seeing how that uh, plays out. And then the last one, this is going to be a recurring theme all season long. We are fading the Arizona Cardinals every single week. We always pick. We always see one team to fade. Uh, mm-hmm. They're going to be the worst defense in the league. That they're going to be the worst defense in the league. Um, so this week one, they have the Commanders, and you know there's the the, the Commanders running backs. You know uh, Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson. They should eat. Uh, Terry McLaurin is actually a back at practice uh, this week, so he's yeah. gonna he may be out there. Uh, Jahan Dotson's gonna get a lot of targets, and Sam Howell's a sneaky uh, DFS play as well. He's gonna be one mm-hmm. of those cheap quarterbacks that you can use in your lineups. So he's going to be a, a a very a very sneaky uh, DFS uh, streamer. Even even uh, even in uh, managed leagues, he can be a decent streamer if you punt into the quarterback position. That's one guy that you can use uh, for Week One uh, against this uh, this Arizona defense because they are going to be bad. <laughs> yeah, it's a low it's a low over under a thirty eight. But I mean, like you said, you can't even name two players on their defense. Well, I can name one, which is Buda Baker. Buda Baker, and he wanted to be a trade. He wanted yeah, to get out but there. They, but they but they paid him. They gave him a raise, and he's like, "All right, cool, I'll, I'll chill." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there's usually him another one. Yeah, yeah. So, and then just uh, just just real quick on the flip side of that, um, you know, there's a couple of unfavorable matchups we want to circle really quick. Um, the Raiders wide receivers versus the Denver uh, Broncos. Jacoby Myers, Devontae Adams. We don't know. We haven't really seen much uh, from 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 Jimmy G uh, this offseason in the Jimmy G Devontae Adams connection. I mean, do we even know that they have chemistry? Right. We haven't heard anything about that uh, all offseason long or all uh, all uh, training camp long and all preseason long. So they may take a little bit of time uh, getting getting up to speed and getting acclimated with each other. Um, and so that's. That's one unfavorable matchup. And then there's another one, Damian Pierce versus the Ravens. The Ravens have a great run defense. So they're going to be giving, you know, Damian, Damian Pierce uh, a lot of a lot of fits. Um, as, as we mentioned, the Texans offensive line is banged up. They're missing three starters and they're 10 point favorites. Or, sorry, 10 point underdogs on the road. So they're going to be a negative. They're going to be in a negative game scripts uh, and. Or, and the, and and it's a rookie quarterback on the road, um, in Baltimore, and so not the best setup for the Texans at all. All right, Thursday night football, Chiefs Lions over under it now is at fifty one and a half. 
Uh, the Chiefs are now only favored by four and a half points. It used to be he was what, five and a half until the, you know the Kelsey news came out. Uh, no, Kansas City. I think their team totals still. I think it's twenty eight and a half, twenty seven and a half. Have to check, but the juice was to the under. Detroit's team total was at twenty two and at twenty three and a half. The juice is to the over. Uh, Vegas is expecting a lot of points in this win. Right now, we still don't have no Chris Jones because he's, he he just wants a raise from what he said. <laughs> yeah. And after he saw and after what he saw what Joey Bosa uh, got, then Nick Bosa. Nick. Yeah. Bosa. Nick, uh, why do I keep seeing Joey? Joey got paid already. Nick Bosa. <laughs> Nick Bosa. And then no Charles O'Minihue also. He's not playing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and I know already last year, Kansas City's run defense was already not really good. And now you're missing two year starting linemen. So I can only imagine, you know, the type of game plan Detroit's going to want to come in and, you know, control the line of scrimmage because you don't want Mahomes on the field a lot, even though he's going to be missing Kelsey. And he has a bunch of wide receivers that he, that he might might not trust. So, um, what are your thoughts about you know this overall this game overall? Yeah, just the the wide receivers. I mean, I, it, it signs point that Travis Kelsey missing week one. I mean, again, mm-hmm. you, you hyper extend your hyper extend your knee two days before the game. You list as questionable. You're probably not going to play. I mean, I, I think it's I think they'll be best served to keep him out, hold him out. They have a ten day, uh, you know, kind of a ten day uh, layoff, ten days until the next game. And so mm-hmm. it would it wouldn't make sense to, to 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 throw Kelsey out there. So I think right now listing him as questionable, little gamesmanship there. But I think when it's all said and done, he's not going to play. Noah, Noah Gray is going to be the starter at tight end. But these wide receivers, um, I've seen the, the lines like move for for Sky Moore. He was at thirty five and a half, or I'm sorry, thirty nine and a half receiving yards before the Kelsey injury, and now he's like at forty seven. Uh, oh, he's at forty-seven now. At forty-seven, so so on underdog, he is at. I'm oh, sorry, forty-five and a half. He's at forty-five and a half now. Okay. Um, I saw Marquez Valdez Scantling. He was at thirty-five before the injury. Now he's at thirty-nine and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of these lines are moving for the receivers. I do. I still. I still like Sky Moore's forty-five and a half uh, receiving yards. <clears throat> and I think um, when I when I was uh, doing one of the pickums. Uh, and then we had that Mahomes freebie over mm-hmm. over over a half total over a half total yards. I went ahead and put uh, put Marquez Valdez Scantling at thirty five and a half, Jameer Gibbs at three and a half receptions um, for like a three pick. So um, so I think I, I I still like I still like both of those lines because Mahomes got to throw the ball at somebody, and as as we've seen Mahomes uh, in week ones, he's averaged like three hundred yards and three touchdowns. Like he's he's had an absurd like uh, an absurd like since d- dating back to 2018, 2018, 256 yards, four touchdowns, 2019, 378 yards, three touchdowns, 2020, 211 yards, three touchdowns, 2021, 337 yards, three touchdowns, 2022, 360 yards, five touchdowns. Yeah. And so he's got the Lions and the Lions were bad against the pass last year. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how much they've done to improve that. They've had op- they had an opportunity to draft the top corner uh, multiple times in the draft, but they opted to, to draft a, r- a running back really really high, and they drafted a uh, off ball linebacker uh, in the first round. So uh, they did they did get a pretty good safety um, from Alabama. Uh, was his name is Brian Branch, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, that's 
But again, like it's not going to stop Mahomes from 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 carving them up. I think Mahomes is still going to have another field day uh, on Thursday night or tonight. So that's that. Those are my thoughts on on that part of the game. Yeah, we. I mean, you you ran it off like he's ever since he's been in the league, he's thrown three touchdowns the first game of the season. So, and his lines at two and a half, and it's mm-hmm. juiced to the under. So, me, I'm dabbling in that over plus money. That's not even a debate. So, I he's he's gonna throw the ball like that's just what he does. Mahomes um, with plus money, like bro, wow. how, do, how how do you not take that? Right? How do you know. not take that? I don't know, but I'm taking it. All right. So, and one last thing about Kansas City to attack the Lions specifically is the slide. That's where you can abuse the most, and that's where Sky Moore is going to be located at. So, I don't, I don't blame you taking his his line. Uh, but I will say, I know they got a bunch of wide receivers that are probably going to be active for the game. But if we know Mahomes, whenever, whenever Kelsey's like not on the field or Kelsey's missed some you no know, time. He's always thrown the ball to people that he trusts. And the person that he trusts the most outside of Kelsey is Jarek McKinnon. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he's definitely a sleeper in terms of you know, what he can do in this game um, passing-wise for sure. I know his line was at two and a half receptions. And I think at 20, 26, the line's now at 26. He, he was at like 23, 24 this morning. But it was, the line's put- yeah, earlier, earlier in the uh, week, it was his – McKinnon's line was like 21 and a half yeah. receiving yards. Now it's 26 and a half. Yeah. So, and so yeah, he's, he's, he's going to see, he's going to see a lot of work. He's going to see, it's going to see a lot of work. Yeah. On the Detroit side, I know everybody's excited to see what, what they do with Jameer Gibbs. They've been talking about how they're going to use him all over the place. I wouldn't blame him because there's no uh, Jamison Williams. Um, you still got, you got old man Marvin Jones, forever that's worth. You got, you know, the the legend, uh, uh, Khalif Raymond. I know a lot of people. <laughs> you got Josh Reynolds. So it's just a bunch of just guys, man. And then you got Sam Laporta for whatever that's worth, too. So I expect a lot of Amon Ra, um, and I expect some Gibbs. If 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 they're true to the word, I'm expecting some Gibbs usage also in that passing game. Uh, Kansas City did give up the, the fourth most receiving yards to running backs also. So... It it bodes well for him to to do something, for sure. And I know yeah, his yeah. line his line has been creeping up in terms of receiving yards. I know it was at twenty eight when I got it a, a few days ago. Now it's at thirty one. Some places it's thirty two and a half. Price picks is at thirty. So, you know, if you got multiple books, you know, kind of you know, find the best line or middle it. So, uh, they're expecting Gibbs to do something in his first game of the year. Uh, we haven't really talked too much about Jared Goff. I know he's missing some weapons, but he'll take whatever you give him. Honestly, so. yeah. And then just just note, uh, a note about the Chiefs' uh, uh, defense. Like they've they they gave up six about about seventeen uh, fantasy points per game to, to to running backs last year. So this is this is a good spot for for Jameer Gibbs to make a to make a splash in his debut on national TV with with everybody watching. And so, um, but yeah, if again, like you mentioned, if they're true to their word, they will utilize him all over the formation. It'll be the the, the Gibbs and uh, Sun God show. Uh, yeah. The Sun God, his uh, his his uh, over under for his uh, receptions that is set is set at seven. I think mm-hmm. he he'll, he'll probably see somewhere around that, um, probably like around eight. I think he gets like eight eight to nine catches uh, in in this game and about twelve targets probably. So 
He's going to get targeted pretty heavily. They don't uh, like that was that was another failure for the Lions is they just did not address the wide receiver two position. I know they were hoping for Jamison Williams, but he got suspended. But even then, they still didn't address the number two wide receiver position. So, um, like they should have. You know, I, I guess they trust. You know, they trust the old Marvin Jones. They trust Khalif Raymond. They trust Josh Josh Reynolds for whatever it's worth. Um, they tried to trade for Denzel Mims, and it <laughs> it, it, it didn't work out. It didn't work out, unfortunately. And so, yeah, it, it's going to be a two man show for the most part, and with a little bit of a uh, Laporta mixed in. Laporta's it's going to be the starting tight end. He's going to see uh, the allotment of the, the most of the snaps at at tight end. I don't know if he's going to be lining up in line or on the slot or anything like that, but um, he's going to be he's going to be the guy out there. So it's going to be though basically it's it it's conventional wisdom would suggest that the passing game should be funneled through those three guys, but you never know, you never know, you never know how how these things uh, end up playing out. But that's that's how I would probably have it. It'd be Sun God Gibbs and then uh, Sam Laporta. I mean, you know, yeah, we, can't, we can't forget about David Montgomery. David Montgomery's a decent pass catcher as well, so he's he's playing. Um, yep. he, he's a, he's another he's another weapon that they have, but I, I think it'll be I think it'll be just those three for the most part. Yeah, I, I believe the same thing too. Uh, I do expect David Montgomery to get a lot of work. Also, somebody that I'm really high on this year, so mm-hmm. it should be yeah, interesting. You've been, should... you've been drafting the hell out of them in the leagues we've been I, in together. Yep, so. I sure have. <laughs> I sure have. Yeah, um, I'm I'm high on him this year, so. Uh, it should be an exciting game, you know. Great way to kick off the season. Uh, Super Bowl chance versus a team that is getting them, uh, a lot of hype, a lot of attention. So, for somebody that they're hoping to be uh, coach of the head coach of the year, I know they ho- hoped for it last year. So I'm sure that they're expecting it to be this year, expecting them to win the division and do some do some damage in the playoffs. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Um, you know, we're at closing of the of the show. I am excited about the season and everything that you know, is going to unfold. I know uh, Destination Devil, we got a lot of things happening. We got a lot of shows dropping uh, as the course of the season goes on. So make sure you tap in with us for that and everything that, that comes along with that. Make sure you follow us on Off The Line F, uh, FF on Twitter. You can follow us at Off The Line FF on, on, on TikTok also. We drop some videos on there from time to time. So, you know, Ike, you got anything? Yeah, uh, so next week, uh, we're, you know, I, I'll be debuting the Destination Debbie Waiver Wire show. Uh, it's just going to be me solo, just talking about some of the top pickups of the week. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot to, to get through uh, after week oh, one, yeah. a lot of chaos. So I'll I'll, I'll be here, uh, you know, just just running through some of the some of the top uh, t- top pickups um, for your redraft leagues, for your redraft and your and your best ball leagues as well. So. It's gonna be it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a fun one. Yeah, I can't I can't wait for that. So I can you know take some notes on the players that you're gonna be looking at. So I can scoop them up before. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> so you can't get a. Good luck. <laughs> All right, y'all. On that note, we'll holler at y'all. I'm excited for you know the season that gets started. So make sure y'all you know have fun watching the game. Have fun watching the games this weekend. And you no, know, let's let's try to try to uh you know. Get some wins this first week on all this grinding we've been doing up until this point. So I'm I'm excited to This know, is where this is where the, the money is made. Starting exactly. tonight. Starting tonight. It is starting tonight. And then turn churning those waiver wires. So until then we'll holler at y'all next week. Peace. Peace.